Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. All right, it's time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Let's start with this big ICBC announcement, which is coming down here in, oh, about 10 minutes, a little less. Yeah, and so rate got, freeze. You got the drop on this R- yesterday. Rate freeze, no surprise. When you're when you're walking around with a five point seven billion dollar surplus, you're not going to start increasing insurance rates. Um, now, this is not a rebate. We, you know, keep in mind we've had rebates, uh, a couple of rebates, and and a rate uh, decline. So this isn't the best of the stuff we've heard recently from ICBC, but still, uh, it's a good rate freeze. And David Eby will be there. Again, unlike John Horgan, who did not attend these types of announcements, let his ministers do all the work. This is E.B. trying to establish himself um, in the public's mind. He's still not that well-known. Angus Reid poll out today has the NDP with a significant um, lead over the Liberals and E.B. with a much higher approval rating of, than Kevin Falcon, but still, you know, I think something like 30% of the population haven't even heard of him. So this is all part of raising his profile. You expecting a two-year rate freeze here? Is that right? Not sure. Not sure if it's okay. going to be one or two years. Um, next year's finances don't look anywhere near. Well, they look bleak. Uh, whether it's ICB, you know, not necessarily ICBC, but the government's uh, finances. Selena Robinson, the former finance minister, uh, got a briefing from economic forecasters a short time ago that predicted economic growth might hover around 1% next year, which has dire implications for government revenues. Okay. I, I have been hearing a buzz about a potential two-year rate Could freeze, be. which would take it beyond the next scheduled election. So the last thing they'd want is to hit people with an ICBC rate hike before an election, right? Like, how much how much politics is going on here with this? Oh, well, there's always politics with ICBC. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter if the NDP or the BC Liberals. Everybody, they both do it. Everybody uses ICBC since its creation. To, its, yeah. to the government's political advantage. There's no question. But, yeah. uh, again, um, we saw rebates uh, the last couple of years. We saw rate reductions for many people. My insurance rate's gone from, I think, 130 a month in Victoria to about 70. So yeah, mine went down, too. I mean, probably most people listening saw their rates go down. Yeah. I mean, every, everybody loves that. I mean, if you're a driver, you love cheaper insurance. I guess the other side of the coin, though, is with no-fault auto insurance, if you're badly injured in a car crash, mm-hmm. we've heard lots of people who are not happy with the way this system is operating for them. Well, but if you just do the math. That's a tiny, tiny portion of drivers. How many drivers yeah. are seriously hurt in car accidents compared to how many drivers are on the road? So you think most people, so you think this is still a winner for the NDP? Oh, yeah. They can lower rates. I don't think there's any question. The vast majority yeah. of people have lower insurance rates and money talks. Yeah, yeah. What, what I feel it? sorry. I mean, it's unfortunate that people get... Badly injured. Well, some, yeah. of these, some of these horror stories are not are not uh, are not good ones. No, we've talked to people who've been severely injured in crashes, and, and they're not happy with the service they're getting from mm-hmm. ICBC. In some cases, even before no fault, there's there's complaints well, about yeah. ICBC services. Uh, uh, again, though, when uh, money talks, I think when most people see their insurance rates drastically decline, that's something that catches their attention. And again, today they're not going to go down, but they're not going to go up. It's a freeze.
Let's talk about the uh, the Surrey Police Service. And I, I just did an, a really interesting interview with Norm Lipinski, who's mm-hmm. the chief of the Surrey Police Force. And last week we saw the report from Surrey City Council recommending they go back to the RCMP, saying it costs a lot more money to, to stick with this new Surrey Police Service. The, the Surrey Police Force now, this new one, pushing back on that. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, no, 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 these numbers are wrong. Keep us where we are. Do not do this flip-flop flip back to the RCMP. Here's what Norm Lipinski had to say to me just a short time ago. At some point, one has to make a decision that based on what is in the best interest of policing in Surrey as well as the province, that um, I feel that we are way down the road, too far down the road to reverse it. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, that's the impression I get um, talking to people in government that this thing may be too far down the track to, to bring it back. Um, certainly, I share your your views or interpretation of Mike Farnworth. Every time I hear him, it's it's more about expressing frustration that this thing has not been resolved and, again, hinting that perhaps it is too far gone to dial it back. And again, he's made it clear he wants to see very detailed and accurate reports from both sides, but he's not concerned so much about the money as he wants to, he, his statutory requirement is to ensure there is uh, adequate, more than adequate policing levels in Surrey. And he's not going to do anything to jeopardize that. It's, it's kind of funny to hear like, you know, you got one side saying one thing, uh, one side, one thing and the other side saying an, almost the opposite because you've got the Surrey police service and the, the chief just said to me a short time ago, oh, 95% of our officers, we've pulled them all. 95% of them would refuse to join the RCMP. Mm-hmm. And the city in this report last week saying, oh, no, up to half of them would. <laughs> so, I mean, like, who's who's zooming who here? Like, exactly. how, you know, how are you supposed to, like, this is all just going to get dumped in Farnworth's lap again, and then he'll have to make the call on it, right? It, yep. It, um, again, I get the impression that um, if if I had a bet today, I'd bet on this uh, three police services winning, winning the day here because the momentum seems to be on their side. As I told you, they continue to to hire people. Yeah. There's also a very um, labor law is very makes this very uh, more complicated than not. I mean, there's a union involved here, and you just can't suddenly say, "Well, you're gone." They've got um, a union. They've got a contract. Yeah. They've got like labor law, so you know there'd be huge severance costs and just firing people too, wouldn't there? Yeah, yeah, and I I think there'd be potential legal challenges as well. So yeah. again, this is a far more thornier problem than I think a lot of people had anticipated when this was first floated by Doug McCallum. Let's listen to Mike Farnworth on this. So this is a solicitor general. This will be his call here. <clears throat> this is all going to end up on his desk. And what will his view on it be? Will he be willing to go back again to the RCMP after they're two years down the road in this transition. He was asked that the other day. Here's what Farnworth had to say. Let's have a listen. The transition itself has been underway for, you know, the better part of uh, two years now. Uh, and so to unwind it is obviously a very complex undertaking and a lot of issues around that. That doesn't sound like a guy who wants to unwind. No, it doesn't. It doesn't sound like that at all. So, again, I get the impression the momentum is on SBS, and that's where it's headed. Okay, another breaking story today, and this is one that we followed closely on the show, and it was that attack on the coastal gasoline pipeline we saw several months ago. Mm -hmm. We saw this large group of what would appear to be anti-pipeline activists wearing masks, attack this work camp that was building the pipeline in northern British Columbia. There have been no arrests here. There's been a lot of damage up there. A lot of it was captured on video. 
And at first you thought, okay, someone in town must know what's going on here. The police will crack this case. They have not cracked the Mm -hmm. case. And later today we understand there'll be a reward offered for information leading to this attack on this pipeline. What do you make of that? Yeah, this has been an um, ongoing saga up there for a long time. There's also police cars torched in a separate incident. Right. It's presumably the same group of people. Um, Meanwhile, the the, the company posts updates of what's going on in terms of work, and the pipeline is actually being constructed at a time when many observers thought this thing was, you know, just dead. Um, I think they've completed something like 17 miles of a 60-mile portion, so it's uh, uh, the, which is the last remaining portion of the pipeline. But there's a determined group of uh, of uh, protesters who will re- have resorted to violence and sabotage and show no signs of abating. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's Baldry's Beat. Lots of calls. Let's go right to your phone calls. Mike in Surrey. Hi, Mike. Go ahead. Hey, hey, hey Mike and Keith. Uh, I'd, I'd like to say that as a Surrey resident, I really am starting to feel a really nice connection with Norm Lipinski. I think that he comes on, he talks about Surrey. I feel like I've got somebody running our police service. I could not, as a Surrey resident, tell you who is in charge of the RCMP detachment in Surrey. I don't know if he's ever spoken. I think he spoke to council once. He may have been on your show once, I can't recall. But I think having your own police chief and a guy like Norm coming out and speaking out and uh, really defending the service, saying, I'm going to give you guys a good, great service, yeah, it may cost a bit of money. And again, even the money, even using the, uh, uh, the report that came to going to council, they're talking about an extra $256 million, but that's over five years. So we're talking about having your own police force, your own police chief connected to the community for another $50 million. It's not an outrageous price compared to the money we spend. But thank thank I, you. I'm going to get a little bit of and I like Norm. Thanks for the call. Yeah, very good call and a very good point. Um, very similar. You look at other municipal police forces, and they're not all the same, but you uh, sometimes the chief can emerge as a main spokesperson and becomes known to the public. Certainly in Vancouver, Victoria, for example, um, the, the police chiefs have a high profile. And Lipinski, the caller is right. Who who can name the head of the Surrey Syri- RCMP well, right Dwayne, now? Is it Dwayne McDonald still, isn't it? it might be because Are, he, he's certainly not doing the media rounds that Lipinski's doing. I mean, you and I were just discussing on the break. You know, Lipinski is an effective talker. He's an effective communicator. He's very so, he, yeah. He's to the point. Yeah. He doesn't beat around the bushes, and he's uh, he's been out there. He's he's yeah. raised he's raised out of nowhere. The profile of this brand new police service that didn't exist a couple years ago. And he's certainly not going down without a fight. No, either, I, you know? I don't think he's going down. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he might end up winning too here. Ross in Surrey. Hi, Ross. Go ahead. Hi there. Hi. Yeah, just uh, one comment on Minister Parnworth's comment today about you know we're too too far down the road. Um, you know, and I realize later RCP law enforcement is different, but weren't we supposed to have a bridge opening? you know, this year, and uh, apparently that was in the works for many, many years and many, many millions. So I know it's different, okay. but... Uh, well, yeah. well, it wasn't, well, it wasn't Farnworth who said we're too far down the no. road. It was Lipinski who said that, the police right. chief who said that. Yeah, we're interpreting Farnworth. Farnworth has never said it's too far down the road. He's just pointed out 
that it is down the road, but whether yeah. it's too far uh, remains to be seen from his. Well, yeah, we're just like I'm just reading the guy's body language, reading between the lines of what he's saying, and it just he just seems like a guy who's sick and tired of this back and forth on it. Oh, he thinks it's a mess, yeah. but uh, it has to be resolved one way or another. And I'm still again, if I had to bet, I bet on SPS. Yeah. But uh, Rob in Richmond. Hi, Rob. Go ahead. Hello. Yeah. Um. On. Uh... Mr. Lipinski, he seems to be becoming a politician, and I think that's a very dangerous thing for the chief of police to um, basically um, go right against what his bosses, the elected officials, are trying to do. And uh, that's not good, because if that's a precedent, where would that lead? Who knows? Could be a very dictatorial police force. Anyway, I think that whatever it goes, whether RCMP or the Surrey police force, Norm Lipinski has to go. You can't have someone like that dictating to elected officials and going directly against their wishes. Just can't have that, have that as head of, the, head of the police force. Okay, thanks for the call. Well, he's, hey, he's, his comments are aimed more at Mike Farnworth, who's the senior politician political figure here, not Surrey Council. Um, but that's an interesting, you know, it raises an interesting point. You have a police force clashing with council. Is that a sustainable model going forward? Well, I think... Specific- but it's, a very, it's a very split council. Yeah, I think one of the specific points here on this is that Surrey City Council, through the mayor, has, has said to the Surrey police force, stop hiring new people because we want to put the brakes on this whole thing. And until it's all decided, can you please stop hiring? And the chief in the Surrey Police Force said, no, we're going to keep hiring uh, new officers. Now, I asked Lipinski about that. Like, how can mm-hmm. you go against how can you go against the city? Aren't they your employer? And he pointed out, well, hang on. This is a this is a three levels of government that mm-hmm. are uh, signatories to this deal. It's not just the city. It's also the provincial government and the federal government yep. have, are, are part of this transition. And they've approved our human resource plan. And those other two levels of government have not told us to stop hiring people. It's nope. only the city has told us. No, they haven't uh, told them to stop hiring people. But it does create down the road an interesting dynamic if you're going to have a council that's opposed to its own police force. Is this going to be like, uh, like a, one town opposing its, sh- its sheriff sort of thing? <laughs> yeah, uh, We've never seen a situation like that before, but we're not there yet. Rob in Chilliwack. Hi, Rob. Go ahead. Hi. Good, mor- good morning, guys. Uh, you know, David Eby, I'm getting the impression here this guy is in campaign mode here. He, uh, another announcement today, ICBC. And i got to be honest, I'll be quick here. This, this morning, the lady on the Simi Sarah, who's ever filling in, uh, the newscaster says, says, almost called ICBC a financial institution. Oh, my God, did I laugh. The thing is, is you know, Keith, you said, oh, how many people have been in an accident before? Uh, serious ones. Well, I got news for you. My wife happened to be one of them. And she was hit from behind years ago, and her hip has never been the same. And I feel you should have the right to sue that individual. That's why we have insurance. That's why we have lawyers. And okay, okay, Rob. Thank, yeah, that's, thanks for the call. That's the argument against no fault. You should have the right to sue people, um, and that's uh, limited under this under this new system. Remember what the liberals said that they wanted to bring in some sort of hybrid system where what they favored was okay if you want no fault auto insurance and with cheaper premiums you could choose that or you could opt for a, what they call a full tort system where you'd still be allowed to hire a lawyer and sue you could choose that system if you want but you'd pay a higher premium mm-hmm. that's what the liberals said they wanted to do i i believe i suspect that's still their still their policy 
Yeah, I don't know. They haven't really articulated what their policy is under new leader Kevin. Like, I wonder if, like, the guys, you know, the caller says EB seems to be in campaign mode, and I kind of agree with him. You and I have discussed this before. He does seem to be campaigning, but he keeps saying he's not calling an election. Well, at the cabinet storing in last week, he was asked point blank, "Are you?" And he said, "I am firmly committed to the fixed date election law." Yeah. So, to me, uh, certainly not an election anytime soon. I wouldn't say it's definitely no to the fall of 2023 or spring of 2024, but right now it's the fall of 2024.